Hello, and welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. My name is David Vanderveen. I've been fortunate enough to build businesses around the world with thousands of entrepreneurs. You can find out more about me at davidvanderveen.com. But, you know, as I've traveled the world and, and had these opportunities to meet and work and, and alongside a lot of very interesting people, the question that I keep getting is, how can I create the life that I want? How can I create the brand, the behaviors, the, the culture that motivate and drive me? And so this podcast is dedicated to those questions. It's interviewing other people who are on that journey, as well as telling some of my own stories that I hope will help anyone who's wanted to start their own company, create their own brand, build their own life, figure out how to do it for themselves. The simple answer is there are no simple answers, but I think that if we work together and if we interact and if we workshop, we can figure out great ways to move forward in life and create a life worth living, a life with purpose and meaning, a life that makes us all a little bit more kick aspirational. Welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. I'm Dave Vanderveen. And today we've got Mike Allstott, who is, you know, not only a, a former professional football player, like like um, many athletes we've had on the podcast lately, but one of the best fullbacks and running backs in the history of the NFL. Um, just to give give everyone a quick overview of who Mike is, you know, he not only played for Tampa Bay for the Buccaneers for, for 12 seasons. But, uh, you know, he's also nicknamed A-Train because of the strength and the power and, and the way that he delivered the ball, uh, which made him the first player um, at Purdue, where he went to, to university to be named MVP in three consecutive seasons at, uh, at the Buccaneers, where he started in 1996. Uh, Mike received six Pro Bowl and three first-time All-Pro honors during his career, which is putting him into very rare air. Um he was also not only part of the Buccaneers team that won Super Bowl 37 in 2000, I believe it was in 2003. Mike, you can correct me in a second if it wasn't. <laughs> but I think he yeah, scored the first true. touchdown for the Buccaneers. Is that right? In the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, no, that's correct. <laughs> that's amazing. We'll talk about some of that in a second. Um, you've been given the Buccaneers Ring of Honor in 2015. You're widely regarded as one of the best fullbacks of all time. Uh, we hope you make it into the Hall of Fame soon. And uh, you also started a foundation that I want to talk about when we get to it, the Mike Allstott Family Foundation, that's de dedicated to uplifting the minds, hearts, and spirits of families and children on their way to realizing their full potential. Um, so, Mike, I won't uh, I won't embarrass you by reading any more of the bio, the, the lengthy bio that I have. But suffice <laughs> it to say, you've had an amazing you had an amazing NFL career, and you're extending that now into um, some some amazing, you know, some really tremendous work with families and children and, and trying to improve people's lives. Uh, welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thanks for having me. This is uh, exciting. And, uh, you know, I love, you know, um, you know, chit-chatting and talking about different things and, and learning from other people like yourself. So thank you, Mike. No, it's, it's huge. Where are you today? Are you in, in, in Florida? Yeah, I'm in St. in St. Pete, Florida, where I live. Yeah, oh, that's great. We I, I have a home in Sarasota, just south of you. I'm in Laguna oh. Beach, where we also yeah, live. But, uh, yeah, yeah, little little cooler weather in the summer. But uh, um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the game of football, and you know, how did you end up being one of the best fullbacks of all time? Oh, well, that's uh, we can that's be a big question. That. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I have an older brother that's four years older than me. Um, my dad was the athletic director, um, coach, and then athletic director for 
the Pop Warner football team that sure. played for for uh, like eight years and just started at a young age and just started playing. I mean, I was playing just like everybody else, you know, just uh, I was playing basketball, baseball, and, and football, and uh, did all three, um, all all three sports, you know, going into up until high school and then in high school, uh, baseball and football. And actually baseball was kind of like my first love. Um, but you know, the, back in the day there, not everybody got recruited and, and committed at, uh, the age of 13 and 14 and 15, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And yeah. stuff like that, like they do now, you know what I mean? And, and sure. it's just, uh, you know, you had to wait till after your senior year, um, or, after the football season and then, you know, it's not like, Hey, you can say, Hey, uh, I'm going to, you guys hold on. I'm going to go through baseball season in the spring and then I'll make my decision. It, does, it doesn't work that well that like that um, uh, back then. But uh, so football came, Purdue offered me a scholarship um, and uh, you know, just things just started, you know, happening from there. That's amazing. And um, how many, which, what schools were you looking at when you chose Purdue? Was Purdue the the primary, or were there? Others yeah, no, there was there contenders? wasn't a lot. I wasn't like a highly um, recruit. I mean, I was, you know, there there was interest. You know, a lot of the lower tier, I would say, Big Ten teams um, at the time. You know what I mean? Um, when you say lower, just because they were they sure. were the, the Michigans and Ohio States at the time and stuff like that. You know, um, Illinois, Indiana, and plus all the ones there. Um, geographically around around my location i grew up in south side of chicago so um so purdue illinois indiana wisconsin right on i had i had i had all visits scheduled for them and um and i took um, my pretty visit and i was just like i'm good we'll go here so yeah did uh growing up in chicago i assume you were a bears fan um, I was, I, I was a player's fan. I mean, okay. I wasn't so much of a, I mean, I was more, um, uh, Redskins. Uh, my dad liked, uh, the Green Bay Packers, whatever. I wasn't really a Packer fan. I, I, you know, growing up watching, uh, Walter Payton and, and sure. Jim McMahon and, you know, you know, it was more, um, players, you know what I mean? And, and I really didn't follow football too much, you know, at the level of, um, professional other than, you know, it's not like I was going to games all the time and doing all that stuff. It was more just, you know what? I was in my, I was in my, um, I was in my uh, arena. I was in my zone as far as where where I was, you know, focused at. And that's how it's how it was pretty much my whole career. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't know anything about the Buccaneers when I got drafted either. Um, by that, I mean I didn't know any really anything you know what i mean when i was playing college football it was all about college football when i was playing high school it was all about high school you know and it's not like i dreamed you know i always you know um dreamt and and and, and worked to get to the next level but i wasn't like sitting there following it um in every aspect when when you're making i think that's a really interesting part of the conversation you know going from pop warner to let's say high school varsity to Big Ten, Purdue's Big Ten, correct? I know it changes yeah, from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Boilermakers. Yeah. So going to the Big mm-hmm. Ten, so one of the better D1 schools, you know, for football, and then making that transition to the NFL, what were some of the leaps and changes that you had to make in order to, because, you know, those are like, 
big changes in levels of playing. Oh right no! You know, I, you know, I was just uh, I'm kind of like just uh, the get her done guy. You know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna bring my, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna bring my lunch, my lunchbox. I'm gonna bring my pail and I'm gonna bring my <laughs> shovel. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting to work right. And you know, and whatever fell in my way, I was gonna figure it out. Um, I I was always. Uh, um, how should I say it? Well prepared uh, in the ways of um, my work ethic and and how to uh, you know really didn't take it for granted. I, I, not at yeah. all, right? Didn't take anything for granted. Right. Over prepared, worked worked, you know, um, worked out my work ethic and everything like that. So I knew I was good there. It was just you know how are they adjust and you know it's just. Uh, Go in and do your thing and, and, and throw your thing at it and, and see what sticks, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like how it went, you know, I just, you know, free flowing and really go and, and head down and, uh, and, and, and take on the challenges. I mean, it's, it, that's refreshing to hear. I know these days, I mean, I shouldn't say these days, but you know, some, some players come up with a lot of, um, let's say big fan base and, and a lot of, uh, ego and, and, um, maybe are surprised when they have to make those shifts. I think, you know, when I was talking to Patrick Willis, he said similar things that, you know, I think he had a good family background, you know, people were supporting him. He had, you know, kind of his ego in check and he showed up to do the work and, and the, the work paid dividends. What are some of like, who are some of the coaches or mentors that, that really helped you make those transitions, helped you kind of see the next step in the journey, so to speak. Um, you know, Bobby Turner was like my first running back coach at uh, at uh, Purdue, and uh, he left right before my senior year. And he's been in the pros; he's still is in the pros. Um, he's part of Shanahan, uh, Shanahan's uh, uh, family tree, NFL family tree, right? He's been, you know, at the Denver Broncos, and then he went with uh, Kyle Shanahan to San Francisco after. Um, uh, after the retirement of, uh, of um, dad, right? Um, yeah. But the thing is, so he's still coaching. Um, and, uh, you know, he's been, he was a huge aspir- uh, inspiration. And then um, Jim Coletto, who was my head coach in, 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 um, in, in college, you know, was, was, was huge for me. I mean, he was, he was, you know, a guy that, um, put me on a pedestal, you know, channel, you know, on the way of like, Hey man, Hey, we're going to lean on you type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna lean on you. Let's go Mike, you know, and stuff like that. And gave me that opportunity. Right. Sure. Gave me, gave me opportunity after opportunity. And, um, uh, you know, and just, uh, um, very, very appreciative and, 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 you know, talk to him all the time now and love him. And, and then my, you know, I have a whole bunch of, you know, um, Tony Nathan was my, we played for Miami, um, back in the day. Uh, he was my first running back coach in the pros. Wow. And then I just, and, and then you have coach Dungey, who is a guy that, uh, you know, is a huge mentor in the way of how he coaches. Um, it's, it's, it's life lesson coaching rather than X and O's coaching. You know what I mean? We'll get yeah. to the X and O's coach. Yeah. So go ahead. No, no. I, I think that's a really interesting point. So what are, what are some of the, like the, cause I think you know, a lot of people look at football players and obviously you're 
still in great shape. You were one of the, you know, you're a big player, you're physically a presence. So there's a, there's physical training that goes into that obviously, but there's a lot of, are there mindset changes and mindset shifts that have to happen that some of these coaches really help you figure out? Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. Um, I mean, think about it. Um, you have, you know, a locker room of, of full of, uh, personalities, DNA that is so freaking like from every <laughs> aspect of right. Every aspect of yeah. every part of the country. Right. And, and they've been the man, um, wherever they've come from high school to college and, and they're in, they're in this locker room and now you have to put these personalities together and then you have to, you know, create a team atmosphere, you know, a brotherhood, you know, and, you know, this is our livelihood, you know, it, it's, it's really when you put all the pieces together in, in, in the equation of success amongst 53 guys, um, it, it's a, it's a challenge, right? And, sure. uh, and he, he was, he was the best that ever, um, I've ever seen it. I mean, just the way he controlled and um, wasn't a yeller, didn't cuss, didn't do this, you know, talk to you, you know, and it was, it was, it was really remarkable. And he, he made some, you know, uh, hard decisions in, verse, in punishment per se. Sure. And, you know, and guys learn from it. Some guys were there and some guys weren't, but you know, it was, um, it was like, I know that I fumbled him three, three, three times in one game with him. Right. right. And I had to walk away from him because he was, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to sit there and scream at me. You're out of the game and you sit down, blah, blah. Right. He wasn't going to do that. It was just that look, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, come on, man. You know, right. you know, that look, that look of, you know what I mean? It was just like, you know, you let down, you let down, like you let him down. And, um, but he, he'd go back to you, you know, he'd go back to you and we, you know, we'd talk about it, whatever, but you know, there's life lessons. Hey, um, I remember, you know, when we were still at the old facility. So that was when well, he was, when they, when they coached, uh, one was his last season. So this was like, um, um, probably 19, I don't know, probably 2000, yeah, probably 2000 season, you know, we, we were living, there's there's about three of us that lived over here in Pinellas County, which is about 30 minutes outside of the town. <laughs> anyway, we didn't come in the first couple of weeks of thing because it was just with the OTAs, organized team activity. So basically practice hasn't started. Right. We're, we're working out, we're working out over here, you know, together. And when all of a sudden we're taking our kids to school and stuff like that. And we try to use the family thing. Cause he's like family first, you know, and then, sure. and then, you know, and all that stuff. Right. And, uh, and he's like, well, you know, we're a family too. And, and the young guys need to see my, my, my older veterans here and stuff like that. And, uh, and we try to use, you know, we're taking our kids to school, we're picking them up during kindergarten and all this stuff. Sure. And he, he didn't, uh, he's like, Hey, you know, I need to hear. <laughs> and, and I remember, Dave Moore sitting there next to it was it was Jeff Christie, Dave Moore, and myself. We're sitting there, and Dave goes, "Just tell us, Coach. Just you know, tell us. Tell you us know, you want us here. Yeah." Just, and he's like, "No, uh, like you, like you said, you have kids, right? You're married, and you have a household, right? You can make the own decisions. You can figure out what I want. So you know, either come or don't." And we came, 
We knew which we knew was right, and but that's how we did it, right? That's that's how his that's how his personality was. He would talk to you about it. He let you make your decision on it and stuff like that. And and uh, he wasn't going to sit there and say, you know, you're going to be here tomorrow, being here at freaking seven a.m. and you know, nothing. It wasn't it wasn't anything like that. It was like, hey, let's talk about it. We want to figure out why you're not coming. And um, but you know, obviously, um, he's a very good coach and mentor. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, there's different leadership styles, right? And some leadership is command and control. I'm going to dictate like, like being in the military, but there's other leadership styles, that I think, particularly when you're dealing with high performance individuals like yourself and your teammates and veterans, where you're demonstrating respect in order to earn respect back. And that's much more powerful for high, I think high functional, high performing people where like, for example, you said, you know, Hey, you made some mistakes in a game he didn't need to beat you up because you're already beating yourself up probably more than he was going to beat you up anyways. And it was that, Correct. that show of, Hey, you know, we've lost a little respect here and I know you want to earn that. So let's, let's get back on track. That probably did more for you than if he had yelled at you for dropping the ball a few times. Right. Yeah, no, but you know, in, you know, like before our bye week you know, he would, this is when we had the old projectors, right. When you yeah. had the, um, the ones you wrote on, and then it goes through here, and it goes on the screen. It's the yeah, projector, the, the um, overhead, yeah, the overhead projector. Yeah, the overhead project. It wasn't. Yeah, it was like he's writing on it, and that's how we. It was in our locker, and that's how bad our facilities were then. But it it didn't matter. We were we were playing football, right? But the thing <laughs> is, uh, um, you know, before our bye week, he would he would say, hey, here's four things I don't want I want you guys to be aware of. All right, don't you know. Stay away from the guns. Don't be out at two o'clock in the morning. Sure. Boom, 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 boom. Right, right. And he would list these, um, and uh, and he would put USA Today articles or article from a paper or from whatever, and put it down there and show us. Look at last week. This person, boom, DUI. This person, right. You know, boom, 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 boom. Right. And then we'd all come back. And then, you know, because there'd be other teams that had uh, um, bye weeks at the same time as ours. Well, he'd, we'd come back. The first thing he'd show, hey, guys, you know what? Good job. Nobody got in trouble, blah, blah. Right. But here it is. You know what? Just like I said, you guys, guys. They, got, they, got, they got napped for whatever, being out too late, DUI, you know, involved in this, you know, domestic or something like that, right? right. And it was just like he warned us, right? And remember the things that a coach doesn't need to do, right? Coach he, needs to know just say, you be here at seven o'clock Monday and don't be late, right? And yeah. Whatever. So it was just those type of things that I remember that are very um helpful in in, in my life and the way I, you know, um with my family also. Did um did this is just curious question. So a friend of mine, Aaron Rodgers, was at the Packers for a long time and he um you know one of the his frustrations was the Packers made the team, you know, stay overnight at home games in a kind of a crummy motel. <laughs> um, and then, you know, so that nobody stayed out too late or got in trouble the night before a game. And he was like, I sleep better in my own bed, sort of, you know, there's, I, I won't give away too much there, but did you, did, did the Buccaneers have a similar set of rules? Like did, were they locking you down the night before games or doing things like that? Or, or did, was that sort of respect from the coach kind of prepping you setting the, setting the expectation, was that enough to kind of contain everybody? Um, we did the same thing home and away games. We were okay. in, we were in, we were in a thing, I mean, home games, obviously away, but 
home. Um, yes. And we had a curfew and we had not, I, uh, I personally, uh, loved it because I had young kids at the time. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> just three young kids, uh, you know, 2007. So they were, you know, my kids now are 24, 20 and 21, right. 21 okay. and 20. Right. So back, you know, you know, 20 years ago, you know, what their ages were. Right. Sure. So, um, so, so they were young. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was time for me to get out of the house. I couldn't wait. You know what I mean? For <laughs> to, get, to get in that to get in that bed and relax and and. But again, uh, I understand. I I understand where uh, Aaron's coming from, though, on that, right? Um, but again, we also have single, so, yeah, yeah, right. But we have meetings too and stuff like that that took place. Um, so it was just uh, you know kind of like Wayne Bull situations sure, for sure. my, for my situation is like, I needed to get <laughs> you needed a good space. Sleep, so. yeah, yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So that's yeah. awesome. What, what are some of your, what are your top three favorite NFL memories, you know, p- playing memories? Ah, um, obviously, you know, the ultimate goal, you know, our ultimate goal though was, you know, Super Bowl. Everybody's goal is to win a Super Bowl and get on that ultimate uh, stage and stuff like that. But I think it was the process. I think it really was the um, how everything came about. You know, I get drafted in 1996, and um, we're pretty much considered the Suckineers, right? I mean, <laughs> that's how they. That's how we were. Um, and we were in the orange and white and. I really loved it. I got to wear one year of the orange and white and two years in the old sombrero that they call and uh, <laughs> uh, before they built a new one and stuff like that. So I, I was, that was an honor for me to actually experience the older, but we, you know, yeah, we, but we had a group of guys that changed this organization and I'm very proud of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. really we, we all lay our heads on it a little bit because we all came in, you know, like you, we talked about earlier with, uh, we came in from different elements, different part of the country, and we had to put this together, right? Coach Dungey's first year, um, we go, we go uh, zero and eight our first eight games, and then we go, and then we go six and ten. We finish the season six and ten, and then, you know, and then we just progressed every year, and we had a lot of freaking great successes and a lot of failures, and then um, guys, you know, working hard together and taking it personal, and and, and, and we were. We were policing each other. We need the coaches to police us. Um, we had great leadership in the locker room. Not just not getting down your throat, but you know there was a lot of individuals. My, my running back room, uh, the linebacker room, the defense line room, you know, quarterback room. There's a lot of great leadership in those rooms and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it paid off. You know, you know, six years later, where um, unfortunately it wasn't with Coach Dungey, but uh, it, you know, those guys that um worked that hard for you know all those years the success and failures that we did um and all the adversity it paid off and we brought a, a super bowl to tampa i mean and to be able to score the first touchdown on the super bowl and yeah. actually you know and be on on stage and hold up a lombardi trophy but it's you nice. know there's a lot of great memories there's a lot of great memories you know with my play with my my teammates and I really enjoy and stuff like that and what's happened throughout that process. But, um, you know, just, uh, 
I just loved playing ball and being on the island with the guys. I mean, I loved going, I, they call it work. I loved, go, I loved going to work, you know, in shorts and t-shirts and putting on some pads and going out there for a couple hours and, and studying and learning and having different challenges each and every day. It was really, really, uh, um, just remarkable. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like you'd fit in a desk anyways. That Super Bowl is called the Gruden Bowl. Is that right? That the, the, that because of the change in coaching from the, didn't, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Did you you know, know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, we played the Raiders, you know, um, it's kind of like uh, the coaching choice kind of like backfired. Um, in for the for the Buccaneer owners and stuff like that it didn't take place and then all of a sudden it's like oh god who are we gonna get and then in the middle of the night they go get and make this huge trade with the Raiders and uh, and they got Gruden and the Gruden comes over and then next thing you know um, first year uh, Gruden we're playing his old team in in uh, San Diego at the Super Bowl so um, yeah I guess I can't understand why it's called the Gruden Bowl. But, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, a, a great year and a great experience and with the with unbelievable guys. I mean, there was no egos whatsoever, man. Everybody loved each other. And that's, that was, that's why it was so special, right? Yeah. You know, not, we weren't, nobody's fighting, bickering, and arguing. I didn't get the ball. I didn't do this. I didn't do that and stuff like that. It was like, hey, man, let's do it. Let's all come together and, and, and play our roles and, and, and get this thing done. Then we beat the Raiders, and then it was uh, history. But you know, it was it was it was a it was it was a great team. Was that the same year that you had a pretty serious neck injury, two thousand three? Well, it's two thousand two season, two thousand three okay. Super Bowl. Okay, right. Sorry. Two, yeah. So, so it was the year after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand three against um, Carolina at home. Um, Come around the corner, and uh, next thing you know, you know, I went to go take on this um, DB safety, whoever, and then Joe Jer- my buddy Joe Jervicious, he comes in there, but I'm already going down to, to engage contact, right? I'm going all down to engage contact, and right. he comes in at the last second, and he hits the dude and, and cream, creams him, but there's Joe, and, uh, you know, I and I I hit him and I blew out his knee, and uh, and that's when I um, hurt my neck and discovered, you know, um, you know, it was, just, it was just a matter of time. It was like a zit ready to pop, you know, the vertebrae just, you know, it was bulging, 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 and then that hit made it like, you know, just burst it, yeah, kind of ooze, ooze more into the into the nerves, right? And that's when I felt, uh, but it was it was weird. Um, you know, it was like, it was all good, stiff. I get up in the morning, stiff, and I'd go to the facility and then work it out and stuff like that. And I'd go out there and warm up, and I'd be like, I'm good to go. It doesn't hurt at all and stuff like that. And and uh, next thing in the morning, I'd be like, can't move. Yeah, yeah. can't move. And then, yeah, so. I didn't, and then I didn't really have a lot of tingling. It was just more stiffness and stuff like that. And, uh, um. Yeah, and then I and then I played one more game, um, and then I did have tingling. So yeah, and how did you how have you resolved that? Do you still have a lot of neck issues, or did you were you able to get through a recovery program? 
Yeah, I had a fusion. So that year I was on IR, um, and I had a fusion in November of '03, and then um, yeah, I came back for the next season. Uh, '04 season was was all right. Um, '05 was better, and '06 was better, and stuff like that. And then '07, I had my last year that I really felt that I was going to be, you know, this is the last, this is the last ride. Um, sure. Fifth day in training camp, I um, herniated another. I herniated another disc. So, and uh, the level below my fusion, the level, uh, yeah, three, four, five, six, yeah. I think two levels below my fusion, I herniated. And um, hi, this is Dave Vanderveen, and and this is a little ad for my one of my favorite brands for Nirvana Water Sciences, where I happen to be the CEO. But I wanted to share with you why I became the CEO. You know, I I didn't have to get a new job. I didn't have to come to this company. It was some a company I've been talking to for over a year before I joined them. Uh, I was absolutely enamored with their science, with HMB, uh, beta hydroxy beta metabutyrate, which which amplifies protein synthesis. And you know, I'm 54. The older I get, the more that matters because as we age, you know, as we get past 30. We start losing five to six percent of our muscle mass every year, and you know I'm a guy who likes to get out there, get active, have adventure, and I like to you know ski powder and and with helicopters. I like to surf bigger waves. I like to free dive. I, I like to move. I like to run. I like to trail run. Um, I like to hike, and all those things require lean muscle mass or above. And then uh, that was it. So, but I had surgery in 2020. Um, had a disc replacement in 2020 with a, a level below, and uh, I'm doing all right. I have some nerves coming down. I just got out of PT for about six, eight week, six or eight weeks of PT of some nerve going down the back of my back and into my um, tricep and stuff like that. But um, yeah, well, just. It's always something. We'll figure yeah. it out. No, I'm familiar. I, I grew up doing a lot of action sports and uh, have a lot of scar tissue. And, you know, it turns out the older you get, the, more, uh, <laughs> the yeah. less easy it is. But no, it's, uh, football is a whole whole other animal. I mean, the, especially as a fullback or running back, the way that you're taking hits. And uh, it's just. I wouldn't change it, though. I wouldn't yeah. change it for the world. I would not. Um, yeah. People I've met, you know, the things that I've experienced, and obviously, not even the Super Bowl. I mean, just you know, people I've met. You know what I mean? Unbelievable yeah. in 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 that regards, and networking, and and being on this call with you, right, and stuff like that. I mean, Thank it all stemmed from football, right? I mean, sure. it's just you know, you know, again, um, yeah, it, it's it's remarkable. Well, I love how you talked about the process. I mean, I think. Most of us too. Like I, I did play college soccer, not professionally, <laughs> but you know, I think when you when you're playing at a level and it becomes almost like a job, and everyone's committed to the team, and it's much, about much more than yourself, it just starts to change your your view of the world. But I also think it changes. You know, I've I've noticed um, working in nutrition and sports nutrition over the years. You know, people who grew up playing sports at a high enough level where they can correlate working hard to better performance the pain of working out doesn't really bother them because they realize there's a payoff that comes with it um, versus right. people who've never done that. And then they get to a point in life in their thirties or forties where, you know, a doctor says, hey, you got to start moving. 
they just hate it because they don't correlate that pain to some performance or some benefit that comes later. And I think to your point, you know, looking, just looking at you on the, on the call today and how fit you are and, and obviously your commitment to that process. Um, does that, does that, has that carried over post-career? I mean, it, it appears to, I'm just sort of asking the question. Yeah, no, yeah, it has. Um, so has, you know, uh, since 2020 actually, yeah. and right after my, right after my neck surgery, you know, I, you know, started eating a lot better, you know, more organically, more, um, clean, um, um, you know, and, and do a lot of, uh, um, longevity stuff, right. You know, sure. plunges and cold plunges. And I do, you know, a, a lot of different supplements and, and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, I love, you know, Nirvana, you know, in that thing, because it's part of my supplements. I mean, I take, you know, supplements and I take, you know, all this stuff, you know, uh, greens, reds, you know, all this stuff that I really feel that, uh, um, that I've read about that people have told me about and that it's great for your body and, and working out more, you know, more often. And I've lost a lot of weight in maybe the, um, the clean eating, because um, sure. I have always ate pretty good, you know what I mean? I wasn't like, you know, go to fast food, you know, it wasn't like right. that, but I was always like 255, 250, you know, you know, between the 250 and the 260. And I was working out still and stuff like that, but, you know, I just um, got how, rid how much, of the, the. Oh, sorry. You know, how much do you weigh now? I'm, I'm, I, I range from 230 to 235 now. That's... So I lost about 50, uh, 20 pounds, 25 pounds. Um, which is perfect for me, right? And sure. I feel yeah. I feel freaking unbelievable here at this weight, and and I'm working. I work hard, but you know I see it. You know I'm 50 years old, and I sometimes <laughs> I go to some I go to these hit classes. I'm 49. I'll be 50 in December, but I go to these hit classes, and like you said, though 30 and 40, and the, it's the mindset. It's right. the mindset, and I and I and I and I and I smoke them all, right? I right. mean, I like you know they just. <laughs> you know, they can't take the burning. They can't take the freaking heavy, you know, and everything. And that's obviously, from, yeah. that's obviously from sports, you know, and, 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 and being pushed, you know, you know, my whole life I had a different age and boom, but um, I take a little bit more serious than like others. I get, I think then, but, you know, um, I just uh, been, you know, I've been fortunate to be with good people and to be able to be uh, molded that way. So, Oh, that's great. And and so it sounds like post-career, you've, you've really kind of found a nice pace and rhythm and process. Um, are you coaching, are you coaching football right now? No, no. I coached for 11 years, a head coach for 11 years, um, from 2012, uh, um, yeah, 20, 22, 22 yeah, 22. Um, so I coached for 11 years. Um, was that high son. school? Yeah. Yeah. High school. I, yeah. At Northside Christian down the street. Nice. So, um, I coached my son. Um, I coached, you know, a lot of other kids now that are like my son and, uh, and it was a great experience for me. I just got burnt out. I'm ready to do a little bit more traveling and, and, and do a little bit something different. And, and, um, before it's too late and, <laughs> and uh, be able to experience some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. So, 
so that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Get life organized and uh, you know travel a little bit more and see the world. So awesome. Well, I hope 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 we get to see you some places. We, so uh, are you? Yeah. So question. I was reading your bio. Yeah. <laughs> so you West West Michigan, like where part? What part of West Michigan? So uh, Grand Haven, which is straight west of Grand Rapids on the lake. And I went to high school in Holland, Holland Christian High School, which uh, at the time didn't have a football team, but now has a, actually a pretty good one. We've had some, uh, had a few stars come out of there. So my son went to Western Michigan. Oh, he did? In Muskegon? Yeah. He, no. Um, oh, uh, oh, Western Kalamazoo. He, I'm, I'm sorry. He went for university. There's a Western Michigan Cal- Christian. He went to Kalamazoo for, to Western, mm-hmm. Western Michigan University. Well, that's yeah. fantastic. How, how was his experience there? Oh, loved it. Loved it. Great, great, great people. Only thing he didn't, you know, he didn't like, um, he was, he was all right with the winners, but when they shut it down during COVID, it was, uh, it was really shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had, yeah. So, um, he was going into his, um, fifth year. Um, and he just uh, decided to say, Hey dad, you know, I'm good. And so (laughs) he came back home um finished and came back home but uh um what's he doing now and also he's a commercial real estate person he works for one of my best friends he's doing great he's doing Fantastic. Um, lease management properties and stuff like that and also um getting his feet wet and some of the development work the bigger the bigger development stuff Very but cool. you also went to like when you when wheaton the sister school of wheaton is that wheaton college yeah, I went to Wheaton College for uh, my so first three years. So you in Naperville. Th- th- exactly, yeah. We- Wheaton, Illinois, but it's right next to Naperville, yeah. Very close. Yeah, I, I was in, yeah, I was, uh, I lived in Plainfield. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, so prob- I was there in the late 80s from about 87 through 1990. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so it was good. Yeah, I, I, good, I, was, good I, was around, I was around the streets there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was only 87, 90. I was, uh, I was a junior. But, um, yeah, we were having guy. some fun. We were at a lot of the, yeah. we, 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 you know, they have a, a pretty conservative school, but uh, we found, found ways to have fun, get into some of the local uh, clubs and bars and downtown. There's a lot of yeah. good stuff going uh, on too back then. Well, I mean, yeah. It's a good, it's a good area to grow. It's a great area, unbelievable area to grow up in. You know that area. I'm very uh, appreciative and thankful that I, you know, grew up as a Midwestern. Same. You know what I mean? Good Same values. Thing, you know, and yeah, 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 yeah. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff there. And then, but I'm also, you know, much, much happier though uh, living my adulthood here in Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, we so. love we we have a place in Sarasota and kind of old Sarasota by Siesta Key, and it's uh you know it's it's just a lot of fun to be down there when the when the weather's uh, <laughs> a little less muggy. But you know we we, we love being down there. And we were, we were. Hey, tell just, me you know. tell me about this tell me about this uh, hand modeling you did. <laughs> you really did read my bio. <laughs> I really didn't want to ask you that. Well, no, that's I fine. Mean, uh, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, when I was in Chicago, I I started doing some modeling just to make extra money. I wasn't really yeah. trying to be a part of any you know um, model program, but it was a great way to make money when you're in college. And uh, and yeah. then when I moved to Japan after graduating from from Calvin College, Wheaton. Wheaton let me stay for three years and then they, uh, you know, they thought I was just too good and I had to go someplace else. Um, they had a little, we all had a little disagreement about, um, 
you know, social life. So I went to Calvin College, a sister school and finished and uh, there and then it was 91. It was a big recession. And there were in Japan, they still had a bubble economy. So there's still a lot of good things happening there. And if you had a college degree, you could you could find work. So I borrowed some money from my dad to go to go to Japan and figure out how to get a job there and pay him back. And and part of my uh, process in Japan was was hand modeling. Apparently, I have a face for hand modeling. So, so. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you've been in there's no question you're an entrepreneur. You've yeah. been in every vertical. Imagine. I mean, every <laughs> vertical. I start, well, you know, I was fortunate to start out um, with the heavy emphasis on writing and marketing. And so I worked across a number of verticals, particularly in biotech and healthcare. And then, you know, ran a beverage alcohol laboratory, which is sort of related, it's very technical, but it also has a lot to do with, with, the same machines you would see in healthcare a lot of times, which transitioned in the in the mid to late nineties into more and more tech in the Bay Area, um, because tech was blowing up at that time, right? It was just it's where all the money and opportunity yeah. was in yeah, San yeah. Francisco. We were living up in the Napa Valley, had our kids there, my wife and I. And um, yeah, and then that sort of when the technology boom ended and sort of everything melted down in two thousand one. Uh, I got fed up with the kind of the ups and downs of tech and so shifted back to my roots and beverage, you know, I was in this wine business and um, I had bought a Red Bull distributorship as part of this last large yeah, that, that I helped found. Yeah, and um, cool. yeah. So anyway, so th- I said, you know, there's a big opportunity. That's that business was just starting to skyrocket at the time it was early stage. And uh, I was helping turn around a, a nutrition company called Logic Nutrition down in in Southern California. And, um, you know, it's like, why are we making bars and powders? You know, let's focus on these hot categories and alternative formats of delivering supplements, right? People are looking for energy drinks. What if we did something different than Red Bull rather than try and just copy Red Bull, which is what a lot of brands did. And that became a, a, uh, you know, it kind of defined a lot of how I think about nutrition and supplementation today. In fact, one of the last things we launched, after, you know, we sold our business to Amway in 2015 and I ran, ran it for them for, for three years through the earnout. And one of the last big things we launched was an essential amino acid product called muscle multiplier that, um, you know, we worked with a, a famous a protein synthesis a PhD and anyways, became right. really successful. And, and the thing that surprised us was it wasn't just for athletes and people looking for, you know, bulking muscle, but it was a lot of mature women and people who were aging and saying, Hey, I need to change my BMI. I need to have more lean muscle mass, less right. body fat, which is probably where you and I are more, more in life than trying to get big. Right. Um, trying to be functional. And, and that, so when, when I met the team at Nirvana, um, you know, especially Drew Cervasio, Najee Boom, Dr. Najee Boomrod and, and Doug Toth, um, you know, the, the science made total sense to me. I'm like, this is the next generation of where I left excess. This is the next big leap in how we're going to help people actually transform their bodies. And then the question was, okay, but how do we make it something that consumers are really excited about? And so we did change, you know, the formats and the branding and, and the flavors, um, which I happen to have a little bit of expertise in the years, but, but what was great was to see people like you, Mike, and other athletes who invested with us, who were committed to the brand and the product and were using it, which leads me to a question, you know, what's your day like, like, how are you working out? What are you, how are you supplementing? 
how does Nirvana fit into that that plan? Because I know it's not just Nirvana. You know, the the Nirvana Super Products. What are the what are the things that you're doing at this stage in your life to maintain your body, stay in shape? You know, what what you're consuming, and then how you're working out. Um, I um, get up at five five fifteen every morning. I've uh, I, I go to a, an awesome gym, um, a hit gym. Yeah. High intensity training gym, right? So you're doing intervals. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's different every day, right? They have different, they have different, they call it shred, they have sculpt, they have, you know, hit, they have, you know, all that stuff. They have lift. Um, so that is from six to seven, man, that's, 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 that's go time, right? I mean, right. it's like, um, and then I come home, have my dinner, I mean, have my dinner, have my, um, have my breakfast and and uh, take my supplements and everything. Um, what's your average breakfast and, look like? What, what's your average breakfast? Oh, you really want to know? I no, I'm I, I'm fascinated because you know it's one one thing when you're in you know playing. And I have every yeah. morning. I have a I have a organic um, tortilla thing. Um, I'm not even sure what it's made out of. Um, you know, kind of like wrap. Yeah, I have uh, almond butter spread on it. Um, I have uh, organic almond butter. I have organic uh, raspberries and blueberries. I have organic granola, and I have uh, um, 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 the honey, the manuka, manuka oh, yeah. honey, right? Sure. Yeah, right. And then um, I have that, and then I actually. I have a Nirvana, right? And <laughs> yeah. I and uh, I sit there and eat it, and then halfway through the day, I'll have a protein shake. And but I uh, also after like like I said, I'll do that and I'll eat that. Actually, I'll take all that with me on a walk with my dog, right? And we walk walk neighborhood and we play ball, and then they come in and I do a. Um, um, I'm trying to get this cold plunge thing down, so I'm like trying to work on it and doing the cold plunge, you know, and, uh, um, and then I go on my day and, um, do some other things, but, um, yeah, I know it's, uh, at night I'll, I'll try to get a, some type of lift in three times a week at night. Um, I have a gym downstairs. Um, sure. and then, uh, um, and I'll do some sauna work and stuff like that. So I'm really, you know, I'll take some more, um, very big on, you know where my hormones at, or and stuff like that too, right? With are, are you measuring your testosterone? Stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. supplementing testosterone? Yes. Yes. I just did the. I just did my testosterone measurements uh, with this a group called um, High Performance Leadership Training (HPLT), and I was a little low, but they said I could maybe boost it by doing more intervals. So I'm trying to stay. Uh, what they had told me was if I start supplementing testosterone that I'll have to stay with it because your body kind of gets used to having it that way, but, um, might be a little, I, I also don't look like you. So maybe I, maybe I need to start supplementing, get my, lean I, I just think it is, you know, I've been uh, supplementing it for probably going on four years now. Uh, again, from the 2020, 21, you know, going probably three, um, years now and uh it's it's a game changer it's a yeah. game changer it, it really is and and so um I, but i also take um i also take supplements to help boost my own too i mean i just don't like 
sure. forget about my my own, right? So, and it's we, not like we I'm all need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What do you like to? If you don't mind me asking, what do you? And if it's too much, too personal, you can skip it. But what what where, where do you like to keep your T levels? Um, over five eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Oh yeah. Holy no, fine. no, no. But eleven eleven hundred is the is the top. I I believe if I remember right, eleven hundred yeah. top. You know, so I want to be in that. You know, I want to be, you know, at the top of the peak. I want, I want, I want, I want to be around 800, 900. Wow. You know what I mean, I want to, be, I mean, last time I checked, I was, um, I think right below five. So we boosted it up a little bit more. You know what I mean? But I'm like, if, if 1100 is a ceiling, I think it was 1100. I can't remember. So it just sounds right to me. Yeah. If, anyway, if the number is higher, how can we can't work? You know, with, let's let's get to a it. Little, a little, <laughs> get to a little higher, and and it's it's like, all right, you we, we have to take baby steps. You know what I mean? So so we are, you know. So we're doing that's it. great. No, that's really good to hear. I I think it's it's becoming more popular, and I'm certainly looking at it. I'll probably get there. But there. you know, yeah. this the the HMB in here, it 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 does it for you too. Right. It 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 helps promote testosterone and and gets down your cortisol levels, right? Absolutely. Well, it really helps your body take that protein, absorb it and amplify, you know, so like I think when many of us are getting older, we're not trying to bulk up anymore. We're trying to have functional muscle. um, You know, for me, I'm both monitoring calories or not calories per se, but, you know, what I'm consuming, like protein to carb ratios and things like that. And then I'm trying to build lean muscle mass that's high functioning, but with a, I'm trying to put on as less as least weight as possible. Or I, I surf, ski, things that you know more weight just puts more pressure on my joints and and makes it harder yeah. for me to do oh, those no. things. Yeah. So it's that combination of how can I get the most effective lean muscle mass and and keep my weight as low as possible. And uh, you know so I'm not perfect. I <laughs> I sometimes have too many beers or you know have some eat a dessert. Oh yeah, no. Right? I mean I do the same thing. There's no. I mean. I've actually taken, um, you know, we talked about my new lifestyle, like, since sure. you know, I have, you know, I, I haven't, um, I drink alcohol, but I don't drink, I don't drink beer no more and I don't do right. dairy no more. I think that's been a huge part of my huge, I mean, dairy and wheat, you know what I mean? And, yep. and all that consumption of yeast and stuff, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just been, it's been good for me as far as like, you know, carrying that extra weight, you know? Right. So um, eliminating some of those things and your function, even if I do have, you know, maybe too many drinks the night before, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> as bad as I used to be, you know what I mean? Waking up and doing all that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. No, I, I yeah. found that like, I used to have a beer fridge, like in my thirties or forties, we had a beer fridge yeah. in the garage, you know, and buddies would come over and we'd be, you know, California, we drink a lot yeah, of Mexican beers, we'd be drinking beers, having yeah. fun. And I just noticed when I stopped drinking beer, like I just felt lighter. I wasn't bloating. It was same right. things with dairy, right? You just feel better. And you can, you know, I would shift over to like clear alcohols or, you know, like seltzers or things like that, which. Yeah, I love seltzers, man. And everybody <laughs> was like making fun of me three years same. ago when everybody's on the bandwagon now. Right? Exactly. So. Everyone was teasing me for drinking. My wife's drinking now. It's like, you know, everyone's exactly. drinking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Hey, you'll be here someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, right? just give it time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. It sort of depends which body you want. But um, no, and, and actually you just, I just like the way I feel too. But so the. 
what just speaking about nirvana and the hmv products do you have like a number of grams of hmv you're trying to get in your body every day or do you have a time that you try and try and drink it or what's what's any any thoughts there um you know just doing some research and stuff like that you know learning about hmv and stuff um well you really anything over 3,000 mg's, right, is uh, is kind of like waste, right? It's kind of like, you know, right? Is that correct? It can be. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the app, like, it depends on body size. So for a person like you or, you know, I'm not quite as big as you. I'm, I'm right, right, right on the 200-pound <laughs> threshold. But I think, you know, you and I could do maybe up to four to five grams. I think for the average person, three grams, two to three grams is probably plenty. Um, okay. But, yeah, so to yeah, your point, so- yeah. Yeah, so like I'll have I'll have a bottle when I work out always, you know, and then like I said, when I'm coming home um, and making my breakfast and about to go on a walk, I'll take another bottle with me, and then and then I just you know, yeah, the taste is unbelievable. I mean, the Thank new you. product taste is thank is you very much freaking. Unbelievable. So it's like drinking. I mean, just good wrong, to drink, right? It, it's like, it's like you don't even think about it. It's like drinking Kool Aid back in the day when we drank Kool Aid, right? Right, right, right. Like that, right. And it's yeah. like, you know, drink as much as you want. But I'm like, oh man, you know, and then, you know, I'm glad you're saying I can drink four to five on my weight level rather than three because I was, I was getting, <laughs> when I was looking it up and saying, don't, don't go over three, right? And, uh, you know, because it's really, waste of product and stuff like that right yeah it's it's like, not going to hurt good. you to drink more it's you know you can't overdo it but um but yeah i think i think you know max benefit is probably you're going to see it like probably five for you um okay i'm not uh, we, we could ask Najee, <laughs> but it, I've, I've heard him say that before okay um, yeah i know so yeah. and i and i and i've done that um when you had i haven't done it in a while when you had the bigger bottles and stuff like that and you had the different flavors I think there's a calculator or something like that on the website or something like that, right? Right. Isn't there if you put in your weight and whatever? It'll tell you how many so, grams. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, now, we, so, now we've gone to a full gram per per half liter before we had a, a, a half a gram per, per half liter. So it makes it easier oh, to okay. figure out the dosing and, and uh, consume it. But we changed the flavors when we increased the dose. So I think it's, uh, it's a little more effective now, a little, little, little more fun to drink. But as far as, as far as Nirvana, it's like when my, when my, when Mark Hellig, my agent, told me all about it, um, I'm like, this is absolutely perfect for the stage of my life that I am focusing on, right? That I am like, you know, working every day at and stuff like that, you know, at the grocery store, at the gym, you know, what I put in my body, you know, um, and, and doing that. And it's like, it's, it's absolutely, you know, just uh, the perfect timing for, um, my mind frame for life sure. uh, moving forward and, you know, obviously putting um, you know, Nirvana and, you know, in my body. So that's amazing. You know, I, I know that um, you do quite a bit of work with your family foundation and mm-hmm. you do work with a lot of charities. Are there ways that we could support what, what are some of the things you're doing right now? And are there ways that Nirvana could support some of those, some of those nonprofit activities? Yeah, no, we do. We do. A, we do a lot of stuff. So we work with a lot of different other charity organizations, but we work with a lot of youth. Um, but you know, 
the first one, you know, when it comes down to it is All Children's Hospital. We, we go down there and we work with them, you know, like in-house and yeah. we go to room to room. And, you know, that was like kind of my first experience. 1996 was All Children. So I really, it's, it's special to my heart, you know, plus our kids have been there, you know, so it's like, you know, you see other people and then you experience it and then, you know, you just want to help. But, um, sure. you know, we do, we do, we do, we do a lot. We do a lot of, uh, different stuff. We do stuff with big brothers, big sisters, special Olympics. We do, um, we also do stuff for firefighters, um, oh, during the, uh, Thanksgiving time. Um, we'll deliver to Pinellas and Hillsborough County, which is St. Pete area and then Tampa area. Um, deliver turkeys to each fire station because they people don't understand they have to buy their food, right? Right. They buy their own food, and then plus they're working away from their families and stuff. So we, you know, over we've been doing it for over ten year ten years now, and just growing and growing and growing. So there's a little bit of a uh, rich has got it down to a science really where what they need and, and stuff like that. So we deliver that to them um, each each station, and then. Um, you know, there's just some random stuff that we do also throughout the year. All we also do for – we work with a lot of um, foster kids. Um, hold on. Uh, I'm mute to speak. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. Sorry. Okay, so this is the computer. It's just your computer. I, I spotlighted your, your your image. I think it was just uh, – I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch anything. I think you're doing just fine. Okay. So, um, <laughs> sorry, we do a lot of stuff with foster care kids. We, we take them fishing to uh, a day, a day on the water fishing, and then we also, uh, with uh, Dick Sporting Goods, we we they open up an hour, they open up an hour earlier, and we'll take them. We do that in Pinellas and Hillsborough. We'll uh, take them there, and they it's called back to school event. And what we do is, um, we let them go into school, and like everybody else, said, like every you know, a, a, a lot of these kids, they get new pair of shoes, new backpacks, new socks for being in school, right? Amazing. Um, and so we, there's about 50, 60 kids in, in each group. Um, and, uh, you know, we say, hey, go shop. And uh, here, here's what you can shop. And this is where you can't shop. And they Very do that cool. and they pick out the shoes, socks, and, and then things. So they look apart, you know, when they go to school and, um, it's been, it's been a great experience. You know, the whole, the whole, you know, the whole thing with, um, the foundation has, has been an unbelievable experience in, in ways of helping kids and just, you know, I think, you know, I think the other thing on and the end of that, um, slogan that we have, you know, we, we want to put, you know, smiles on kids' faces and we want to, um, um, and, and make them smile. And, and we've been doing a good job of that, um. So it's it's been very very cool. And we have also like a, you know, this might be a cool one. We yeah. also for big they for big brothers big sisters. We have um, and it's been a huge event for us. At my at my old high school where I used to coach from, at Northside, um, we have basically like a, think of a play sixty like how like the NFL does a play sixty. We do yeah. we do uh, big brothers big sisters. We come out there and we have. We have like five stations, right? Five stations around. And we have cheerleading and stuff like that. Um, uh, and we have all these kids with their bigs and littles. Oh yeah. And they come out there and we and we and we and we do. Um, so it's basically all morning from like nine o'clock to like twelve o'clock, and then we'll serve them food. 
will serve them food, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A or um, who else? Uh, P.F. Uh, P.F. Chang? P, P, uh, P, PDQ. Oh, yeah, um, PDQ. We'll donate, yeah. We'll, we'll donate food or something like that. And so – you know, it's it's been a great thing. You know, maybe that's a maybe that's another one that you can please can ask us. Water, yeah, <laughs> we can throw water bottles at them. We we would love to send drinks to them yeah. and and to these events. Yeah. We we love you know as a, as a brand. I think you know, like you, right? There's the values are what create the culture, and yeah. that culture is what really creates the the lifestyle that we want to share with the world. And I think you know, to your point, where you're putting smiles on kids' faces and helping them change their lives and get headed in the right direction as they're as they're developing, you know, we, we really want to, at Nirvana, we want to help people transform their lives at a cellular level. And so where, where we can do that with other, 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 um, you know, nonprofits or brands that are doing things to try and make a difference. I think that's where we can have a lot of fun together. And yeah, no, it'd be great. That'd be, value. That'd be yeah. a great moment. Cool. Um, Hey, question like, you yeah. know, it's like anything else. Consistency is, you know, what changes, right? Right. Working out, you know, whatever, you know, you're not going to see anything in six, eight weeks or whatever. Depending sure. on, 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 on your consistency. What, like what, with, with, with Nirvana and HMB, like, can you educate me on that? Is it like, yeah, yeah, it's not going to like, I mean. Yeah. You, it's not, it's not, look, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not, you know, it's not anabolic steroids, but it, but it does, has some similarities. And I think, um, you know, the reason, no, but how much, I mean, with being how fast you're see and drinking and every yeah. day, right. And like, yeah, go ahead. So I think Sorry. for like, for, especially for people over 40 who, you know, muscle soreness becomes a bigger and bigger issue as we age, right. The more you, the, yeah. if you're doing a hit workout and you're working out hard, it, it, it hits different than it did when you were in your twenties, your twenties. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so one of the things I think most people notice first, especially if you're getting at least two or three grams of HMB a day into you is when you do those intense workouts, you're just going to be a lot less sore. Um, it was just Layla Corey, who's our CMO, was just talking about this on a podcast. And, you know, she does, she, she crushes me. She's a little younger than me. So I'll give her that. But, you know, she got me to the HPLT event. Uh, when I'm in, sometimes up in Santa Monica, I'll work out with her and her trainer and they do this, these intense hit workouts. And, um, you know, it, one of the things that she said, and she was a she was a, a gymnast at Cal, and then she was also a track uh, athlete. Oh, wow. at Cal. And you know, she said, "Look, you know, she still works out hard. She's still doing this stuff, and she frankly does work out harder than me." But you know, she noticed the difference in the just the post workout pain and recovery. And I think for a lot of people, that is the first thing they notice. The second thing that I think most people start noticing, and this is similar to what I noticed with EAAs, you know, from be, from before essential amino acids is you're you're basically your body starts changing and i i really don't like weight loss as a concept because it just puts the wrong emphasis on a scale you know who who really cares how much we weigh what really matters is you know what's my bmi what's my lean muscle mass to body fat and how do my clothes fit how do i look right that's really what matters right um because if, you know, every time we go through a recovery event, whether it's chemotherapy or surgery or, or a muscle strain or tear, your body goes to those lean, those, those, that lean muscle mass to pull amino acids out because those are the building blocks for almost everything in our body. And then it rebuilds ourselves. And so, like, for example, we just did this deal. I think you're aware of it with Inspire Health, which, you know, they have 1700 orthopedic surgeons who are using a three gram uh, three ounce shot of HMB we're creating for them 
for 30 days pre-surgery and 30 days post-surgery for all of their orthopedic patients now. They do 850,000 surgeries a year. You know, they're recommending it as a protocol, the, the, the doctors are, because if you can build up lean muscle mass pre-surgery, your body's going to repair faster. You're going to have better outcomes. And if so you can, cool. Right? And if you can stop atrophy post-surgery when you're in recovery, again, you're going to have a better outcome. And for us, you know, having having them come to us because they saw what we were doing, that they know that our free acid, you know, form of HMB is more effective, it's 30% more effective than the old calcium ones, and that it tastes better. And so there's better compliance. That combination just, you know, it, it creates something better. In fact, um, a big university in Florida that I won't name uh, wants these shots as soon as we can make them available to them because they're using a calcium-based drink with HMB for recovery, and they are you know, they just like the format and what we're doing with this better. So I think to your point, you know, people will probably start to see body change. When you mean, when, when, when you, when you talk about shots, are we talking syringe shots? Or are we talking <laughs> no, sorry, like, yeah. like the, it's a beverage are we talking, shot. Are we yeah, talking, are we talking a beverage shot, like five hour yeah. energy or something like that, right? Exactly. It's like, yeah. it's like a five hour oh. energy. So, so in the new portfolio we have for the consumer, we have, you know, three flavors of spring waters that are that have HMB plus D in them, three seltzers that have HMB plus D in them, and two shots that are two ounces, like a five hour. That's that's available to the consumer. For the medical channel, we're making a three ounce shot with three grams of HMB. So, you know, three times as much HMB as in a typical product we would sell to a consumer, specifically designed to help people really ramp up protein synthesis and building muscle mass prior, in this case, prior to surgery and post-surgery recovery. And, and, and that's, that's in process of uh, development right now? Yeah, in fact, we can get you some samples if you want. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, I would love it, I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, with, um, you talked about something just a minute ago. I was going to have to. Um, With, anyway, can continue. I'll think of it. No, no, that's yeah. okay. So we were. I was just saying. You know, I think you know, people will feel a difference in terms of. You oh, know, you said seltzers. I mean, yeah, like seltzers, like like uh, like like this alcohol seltzers. Well, ours right now are without alcohol. They're more like a light energy drink. So we do a hundred milligrams of caffeine. Oh, okay. So it's a more B vitamin like load. Celsius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we also do this one. The pink one that I have here is called strawberry cream. This one has five grams of collagen in it, which with the HMB gets amplified. So, you know, as we get older, it's hard to absorb collagen, but we need it, especially if we're doing HIIT workouts for our joints and our, you know, hair and our skin. But um, the the five grams of collagen, it. it gets amplified. Where that? Yeah. So we'll, we'll send you a bunch of these. These are just, these are just uh, started shipping late June, but um, the, the, uh, the pink one, the strawberry cream has collagen in it. It tastes great. It's one of my favorite drinkers, but it also it gets amplified. That collagen gets amplified to almost 15 grams of collagen, the way our bodies absorb it, especially as we age. So there's, we're doing some fun stuff. And uh, the, the other that two we have are, are unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'll make sure you get those. I'm great I, job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so no, that's so cool. I'm excited. I'm really excited because I, you know what? I mean, I have two energy drinks, you know, during the day, you know what I mean? I try yeah. to, you know, I'll, have, I'll probably have one, you know, mid morning and then one mid afternoon or something like that. Just, uh, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't need them absolutely. Lot, I just like the taste and then, you know what I mean? And plus Gives yeah, you a lift. collagen, I, yeah. yeah, collagen and HMB at the same time. I'm freaking, it's a whole in it, in it to win it. <laughs> well, I will make sure yeah. that we get your address after this call and get it over to you. Hey, if yeah. people want to find out more about what you're doing, you know, your your charity at work and some of the other stuff that you're doing right now, 
where do they find that? Do you are you on uh, like social media? Or do you have a website that you recommend people go check out? Yeah, I, I mean, the first important probably can go to um, MikeAllstatFamilyFoundation.org. Okay, we'll put that in the so, in the link in here. Mike Mike Allstat yeah, yeah Allstat Family Foundation. And then, and, then, and, then, and then then when they go there, um, they can obviously get to um, you know our Facebook page or you know and all the other social media which I'm linked to too. So. Um, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Mike, this is great talking to you, man. No, man, this has been a huge pleasure and a, and a big honor. Thanks for making time today. Um, we, we love your participation in, in Nirvana, but you know, it's it's nice to connect a face and a story and values to, to the person. And, uh, today has just been really special. Vice versa. This is, this is, uh, I loved it. You know, just again, like we talked about the thing, you know, meeting people, you and, you know, talking about Nirvana and just life in general, man. It's great. I thank you for uh, inviting me. Thank you no, for having me today. You bet. And I appreciate your questions. Those yeah. were fun today, too. I'll... See my doggy? Yeah. yeah. Who's your dog there? My s- Silver Lab. Come here. Hey. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, <laughs> he just took out. Yeah. He, he, he's a, he, he, What's his name? Him, so, yeah. Jax. J-X. Jax. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. dog. We had a lab for a while. and love, love labs, so... Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. Mike, thank you again. Really appreciate your time and uh, really appreciate you being on the Kick Aspirational Podcast today with talking about Nirvana. No, I love it. Thanks for having me. And uh, let me know when you need me again. I'll, I'll definitely come back on. Yeah. Thank you for joining another episode of the Kick Aspirational Podcast. You know, the most important thing to remember is this is not a spectator sport. What I'm deeply interested in is hearing about your stories and answering your questions. What does your life look like? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the barriers that you're trying to break through? Because at the end of the day, the Kick Aspirational Podcast is about helping people break through barriers of their own. I'd love to hear what you're working on. I'd love to join you in your battles. And most importantly, whatever you do today, please, among all other things, be Kick Aspirational.